Finally, we are back, people. It's been a long summer. I know you've been waiting for this. Season 2 of the Slinging Sports Podcast is here with your host, Jake Finnerty, and your co-host, Wally McKeon. Wally, how does it feel to be back here? We're back in person, too. The past, like, three or four episodes, they were online. Yeah, the last couple of episodes of Season 1 were all virtual, dealing with Zoom and lagging out every now and then. Man, what a time to be alive. What I will, a time to I, be here with you. I would also like to say that this is very much a help because the last episode that was actually supposed to be uploaded got lost in the files somewhere. So that episode <laughs> is actually non-existent it's anymore. And that's Yeah, so that's the lost episode. If anyone can find that, we'd be very appreciative when we, of when it. When we get to episode 100, <laughs> it, might, it might reveal the lost episode of Slinging Sports Podcast. But... It feels great to be back in person, and why not kick it off like most of our previous episodes with our highlights of the week, but instead we're going to do highlights of the summer. It's been a while. we got to catch up. we got to let the viewers know what what's, what have we been up to. So, Wally, what have you been doing this summer? What was some fun things? I'm going to do one specific moment because obviously the entire summer was fun. That's the point of summer. One specific moment for me. I don't know if anyone has seen a picture of me, but... I currently have pretty much no hair, and my highlight was I worked at a summer camp this summer. I worked in administration, and we had a trivia night, and we were giving out prizes. One of the prizes was to shave my head. So this 13-year-old kid got to shave my head in front of the entire camp at the campfire, and there were 150 kids that were so happy to see me with no hair, and an additional 40 staff that were so happy to see me with no hair. Um, and I had wanted to do it for quite some time. I've received a lot of compliments saying I pull it off. Um, that was definitely a highlight to just provide smiles for so many people and to get get some drip, be a new me, be a new man that I am. We're all we're all about drip here at SSP. Um, and I I was gonna say we are also all about Stranger Things. When you first did that and sent us a picture, yeah. I immediately stitched it together with a picture of Hopper from mm-hmm. season four. Where he's in prison. Um, in look, Russia. It, yeah, look almost like exactly me. like him. So yeah. you know we might have to bring that here. So um, yeah. What about you? What did you get up to this summer? Huh? So similarly, this wasn't gonna be my highlight, but because you brought up the hair, I did get a mullet at one point yes. this summer, which yes. was pretty exciting. It was actually for. A country concert here in Syracuse that I came to, or it was after that, I should say. I saw Morgan Wallen. Mm. It was amazing. It was one of the best, uh, best experiences that I've ever had. Nice, but, that's awesome. Um, it's so hard to pinpoint one moment from this yeah. summer, just because this summer was so different for me. I had uh, caught back up with a lot of um, old friends that I hadn't seen in a while, so we made a lot of memories, hung out a lot, and just, you know, got to got to just. Do a lot of things that I haven't been able to do in a while. Live. So you yeah, live, live a little, live a little. So that's great. It was it was a summer for me, and now I'm happy. I'm me. I'm ready to be free, and I'm ready to be right back here doing what I love and record this podcast. I liked so. all those rhymes you did for a little yeah, exactly. Thing. You gotta you gotta get you gotta get it flowing. You gotta get it flowing. Um, one more thing before we do jump into the very big, very wide sports world because we've missed a lot. Trust me. Um. <laughs> Our regularly uploaded podcast will now be on Thursdays. Mm. Why is this, you may ask? Well, we're in the best season alive. It's Thursday night football. football. We gotta we gotta give you the preview for that night. So we gotta get it there. We'll get it there. The, the whole NFL. the whole weekend will be covered. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, that's a minor note, but now into the good stuff. And let's let's start it off congratulating the team because we did miss this as well. We missed yeah. a lot. Yeah. We would like to congratulate the Colorado Avalanche for winning the 2022 Stanley Cup Final. Mm-hmm. Um, Most importantly, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I was just about to say, there's no better way to take the throne than to beat the reigning champ, which yeah. pains me. But it proves that they deserved Two-time it. Two-time reigning proves champ, that, too, proves that, back Yeah, back. proves that they won it back-to-back. They were going season. They were going for three. Mm-hmm. Um, but sadly, Lightning could not strike thrice, as I had been saying before. Yeah, and it um, didn't. They did. I mean, they did take out uh, Wally's yeah, Rangers, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was that was pretty nice. We were ahead of schedule. Um, I'm not concerned about it. <laughs> so, uh, the NHL, ever since that moment, has been a little quiet. There's been... How many hires? There's been a lot of Ten. new coaching hires around the league. Ten, Ten to be exact, as Wally had just mentioned. Thirty-two possible teams. And you wanted to highlight a couple of those. Yeah, I, I let's want, let's talk about them real quick. Bring um, bring, a, bring us some facts from the table. I wanted to mention a couple. Uh, first two, both former New York Ranger coaches, head coaches that is, and that's David Quinn out in San Jose. Number one thing about David Quinn, I hope you do not like developing talent. San Jose Sharks fans. The guy is terrible at it. Phenomenal with veterans. He gets the most. He got the most out of Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad. That first line was phenomenal. Kreider brought his career back up to where it's supposed to be. But the lower lines with the kids, Filippito, Lafreniere, Capo, Caco, garbage. No development whatsoever. Uh, Gerard Gallant comes in this year. The kid line is a huge force, especially in the playoffs. So San Jose. Good for you guys on the top couple of lines, but if you have a player under the age of 23, they are not going to be maximized. I am sorry about that. And, fun fact, my aunt went to boarding school with David Quinn. Wow. We were classmates. Wow. Um, and my aunt has been to, uh, when Quinn was the coach of the Rangers, she went to a bunch of games and set um, right behind the bench and everything. So you think we you think we can get him on here for an interview? I I know people. We know people. We, we can we, get around. Hey. But I also just bashed him. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not too yeah, sure that how is, interesting that is he would true, be. But, I mean, we'll Either see. way, pretty we'll cool. See. David Quinn, sorry about your young talent, San Jose. Um, next, I want to bounce over to a guy who's going to Philadelphia. This guy's been on a lot of teams lately, I feel. Um, that's John Tortorella. Kind of the same sentiment that I have towards San Jose fans to Philadelphia. You're, you're not going to get over the hump. No. You'll, you'll get to the playoffs. Maybe. But if you do, you're gone the first round. First round, not even going to make it out of the second. That's who John Tortorella is. It's the bare minimum. He gets he you there, was, and that's that. He was one of the earlier hires as yeah, well. Yeah, he was quick which, end. Yeah, it was very it was very quick once the offseason had started. Um, he, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens in Philadelphia. They kind of took a tumble yet again this yeah. year. So, I don't know. Can they come, can they come over the hump with Tortorella? Nope, I don't think so. No, they won't be. I don't to. think so. But maybe it's just a bridge. He's a bit on the we'll older. See. He's on the older side as well. So yeah, might just yeah. be bridging for the future. Um, and then finally, I'm gonna talk about Peter DeBoer. Um, firstly, because I've got a connection to him. His son Matt DeBoer um, was a college hockey player. He uh, at Holy Cross. Peter uh, went to my boarding school and I had a couple of classes with him. Um, and I commentated the hockey game senior year. So that's a pretty cool connection to Peter. But also. I just think that this is arguably one of the best hirings in this I, coaching cycle of 10 people. I completely agree with that. I was going to say that this would be one that I would very much highlight as one of the best yeah. 
largely because he's a proven coach. It's rare yeah. that you have a coach like this available. Two Stanley Cup appearances, three conference finals appearances as well. So he's been to the conference finals five times. Good fit for Dallas, who was there in the Stanley Cup three years ago. They're not too far removed from it. Um, I think they've hit a home run with Pete. I think I think they're looking good. They're yeah. gonna, they're a bit of a rebound, re- resurgent season. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they were in the Cup two years ago, facing facing da- or sorry, Tampa. facing Tampa. Yeah, um, that the was bubble. the weird that was the weird COVID year too, though. So bubble one. I don't know. Could have been a toss up there. We'll see. Um, very good coaching hire there. Uh, now, there were some notable moves here in the NHL offseason as well. Edmonton got a new number one at goalie with Jack Campbell. Which is a rarity. It's nice to yeah. be. If there's a number one goalie on the market, you go out of your way and go get them. And Edmonton. I was about to say. Very much needs that. Ugh. Very much Atrocious. needs that. Atrocious. I mean, that could have saved them. They have mm-hmm. arguably two of the best players in, yeah. in the NHL. David. Yeah. And even it's that, insane. like even the beginning of the Calgary series, the goaltending was pretty horrific as well. Yeah, it's yeah, a big upgrade for them. Uh, Claude Giroux signed for three years in Ottawa. This is his third team in the past two years. Yeah. There were rumors floating around maybe he was going to go back to Philly because mm-hmm. he's a longtime flyer, but decided to case. go to Canada, become a senator. Yeah. Uh, next, we're going to talk about Johnny Gaudreau, better known by the name of Johnny Hockey. This happened a, this happened a while ago. This was pretty yeah. early on in free agency. Um, and first, he declined. No matter what Calgary offered him, he said, I'm not going to play for you, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, I couldn't um, believe that either. He wanted nothing to do with Calgary. I don't know why you'd go to Columbus. They're not going anywhere. Talent is minimal. It's a small market city. No disrespect and, to Columbus. And for seven years too. You're locked up. Yeah. I mean, it's sixty something million. He's yeah, getting yeah. The bag. He's, he's getting he's getting the money, but. but even so, and he's on the younger side too. He's in his early twenties, mid early twenties. He's not old at all. Yeah. Um. But you do you, Johnny Hockey. Best of luck to you in Columbus. You'll we'll see if we'll see if see Columbus playoffs. actually makes some noise, but highly around him. Highly around him at least. Um. Darcy Kemper to mm-hmm. Washington. Another one of that the goalie was, examples. That was a shock. Yeah. That well, was a big shock. There, I believe that there were a lot of issues with Colorado, I think, having to do with, like, contract stuff. They were not going to be able to afford Kemper. There are too many moving pieces. And that's hard. When you're – that's like hats off to the Lightning. When you're yeah. a dominant team and you win a Stanley Cup, it is so hard to maintain those key pieces yeah. as they get better, as they develop. I mean, the Lightning, let's let's talk about that, too. Yeah. They, we just lost Andres Palat. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to New Jersey. Like that. Um, two-time Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. It's it was a tough tough giveaway, but I mean, I he just wanted out. I guess wanted to, wanted some new scenery. Um, you know, he was great in Tampa, but will be dearly missed. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if he does anything in new jersey probably they're not. also nobody does very much no yeah so the Hughes brothers, i highly i highly doubt that um right across the river from new jersey we talk about the rangers one of my favorite things to talk about uh the biggest signing being vincent trocek from carolina finally fills the second line center spot which has been desperately needed for quite some time now um, no more Ryan Strom whiffing on open nets that can secure games against Tampa Bay. Um, and Ryan Strom's now in Anaheim. Yeah. He'll have a good time out west. But nice to have a second-line center 
um, in place, and then that sets up Zabanajad into Trocheck and Heedle. They've got they've got some depth at that position finally, um, and as well as Andrew Kopp getting shipped out to Detroit, um, signing there. Good one year rental, good piece of the playoff push. Was never going to be a long term solution. Don't I really have a problem with it, but. I'm excited. I'm excited for this NHL season. We're going to preview I, it more as we go along. I can't wait because you know who opens. You know, yeah. You know the who opens. the NHL season. Another nice Lightning Rangers matchup as we love to see. You know who's going to be right here wearing my Filipino jersey on that and, night. And you know who's got their Nikita Kucherov jerseys <laughs> all set up already. Uh, again, another league we did miss the championship. We yes. did miss... Some champions being crowned. Mm-hmm. Hats off to the Golden State Warriors for yet champion. again, pretty good champion. Yet as well. again, winning the 2022. Well, sorry, not the 2022, but yet again winning the NBA Finals. Yeah. Um, Steph Curry good. finally getting his Finals MVP. By very the way, good. I'd like to add, yeah. which was very, very great for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the NBA, same as the NHL, lots of offseason moves mm-hmm. and lots of questionable ones for me. I'd like to go out on the record right now just by saying this Rudy that Rudy Gobert trade with the Timberwolves may have been one of the stupidest trades by an organization ever in Minnesota. I mean, not 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 the Jazz. They made out yeah, with everything and more. Uh, I think I saw something that Minnesota is now paying Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert combined close to 500 million dollars uh, just Jesus. for those two players Jesus. well gobert i already believe is one of the most overrated players in the league yeah. anyway yeah he has no offensive side to him he All just defense. yeah and he's on the decline anyway from mm-hmm. his prime why are you going to trade for a guy and pay him 270 million dollars yeah. for him to sit in the paint and try and swat a ball when last year you actually surprised people Mm-hmm. I'd also like to mention nowhere. that in this trade, Patrick Beverly was given up. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, you everyone knows, if you've listened before, how much I enjoy Pat Patrick Bev. Beverly. I love Pat <laughs> Bev. But, I mean, he gave this team heart, yeah. too. He came, in as, he came in as a veteran and in one year took them from a 10th place or 11th place finisher to making it out of the play-in and making it to your first playoff series since I think it was around, like, 2008, and maybe won, even earlier. They won two games? They won. They won. One, they won two because yeah. they almost won that third game. It, yeah. it came right down to the wire, mm-hmm. and I mean, that happens. That trade happens, and you're giving up three young stars, yeah. two draft picks, and Pat Bev, who gave your team heart. There goes your future. You have no future anymore. You just traded away everyone, and who else can you sign now? You don't have the cap space because you already have Cat. And Gobert both under contract for so long. So what are you going to? Big... What are you going to do when uh, Anthony Edwards is I eligible would, for an extension? That's what I was just about to say. Is yeah. Anthony Edwards is your future? You've trapped yourself. Even if even if box. you want to keep Cat and keep him as part of that piece, mm-hmm. now you have no way to pay Anthony Edwards, and he's going to want out after his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. How how is that good, supposed to happen? It's not good. The the Timberwolves front office should be ashamed of themselves, and I swear. In the next three years, people will be like, that is the moment where they all, like, the entire organization flipped. I don't think Anthony Edwards has a future there now. I don't think there's any way. Unless Gobert's contract, I don't I don't know. Do you know when it expires? Because if it expires the same year 
Well, no, because Edwards was get his, would get his rookie extension this year, wouldn't he? After next, yeah, after this season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but he he could sign it this year. Yeah, he's eligible for it. Um, the other thing about the Gobert bit, I was at camp for the entire summer. I was gone for ten weeks, and I'm a little removed from the sport world. But like major headlines, I'm aware of it, and obviously New York related things. I didn't know Rudy Gobert got traded till like a week later. Like, I don't know why, but I just completely missed it. Which makes me think, like, it's entirely irrelevant. And, like, the headlines were about Utah. They weren't even about Minnesota. Like, nobody yeah. cared that the well, Timberwolves got Gobert. That's because the second that it happened, everyone was like, the Timberwolves have nothing. It was more that everyone was like, all right, so when are the Jazz trading Donovan Mitchell? Which yeah. I'd also yeah. like to bring up. That became the focus. Like, the Jazz are clearly looking for a rebuild. Yeah. They're and not, yet they have no takers with Mitchell now. Well, yeah. I think I think that's I think he's going to Miami. That's what I was going to bring up. All right. Is that now with the RJ Barrett extension this past week mm-hmm. in New York, that kind of eliminated the hope that Mitchell would go there. Yeah. Although he is from the New York area, he has all this connection. That Stephen A. has been. On the fact that yeah, Spite is Spite is going to the can Garden. No, he's not. Um, I think dream. that Donovan Mitchell will end up in Miami. Mm. They got the funds for that down there, down in South Beach? We'll see. Hey, I mean, that? he's going to Miami. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. <laughs> um, no, but I, 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 think it, I think it lines up to the point where Mitchell could end up going there. And the Jazz, he's not going to want to stay there. There's no way. No, there's he no can't, reason to. And he can't carry that team. Not at all. Um... You mentioned R.J. Barrett. I quickly want to mention as a Knicks fan, obviously. I believe that the Knicks, a report came out, I don't remember who said it, but the Knicks told the Jazz on Monday of this week, which was August 29th, you have until Monday to yeah. get Donovan Mitchell in New York or we are riding with R.J. Barrett. Yeah, and that's, we are and that's what him. happened. And that's what happened. Um, and he's locked up for another four years for, what, 100? 120 million, 120, I think. 120, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a Knicks fan. I've got bias. I just feel that R.J. Barrett does not get the respect that he deserves from the entire NBA community. He's not blow you away at all. He's not the type of guy to have a 45-point night on a given day. But post-All-Star game last day, last season, averaged 26-6-4. and four. He was the eighth youngest player in NBA history to reach 3,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists. I think I think those are like a little wonky numbers. They're a little ESPN stat like, <laughs> but those are straight up statistics. That I is think, reasonable. I think ES. Sorry, I think RJ Barrett is a talented player. Especially he was what the fourth overall pick in that draft. Third, third, third. yeah, third. Right after Zion, right ja, after RJ. yeah, and RJ has actually done a lot to keep New York relevant yeah and keep them from from, yeah from actually falling under the radar which one thing that we didn't put in here about new york as well is jalen brunson yeah over Uh, overpaid much yeah 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 yeah. well now they actually have a point guard yeah they have a true ball handler yeah but no rj barrett has rj barrett has kept them floating around that yeah 10 10 9 range when yeah, now the play in more than half the league yeah. basically makes the playoffs. Sixty-six percent of the league yeah. is in the playoffs, but but I mean they 
since that Trey Young series, what was that two years ago now? That was twenty twenty one. Yeah. So since then, since Julius Randle went back to I would sleep, say Julius Randle came Julius, to life for one season. Julius Randle went completely downhill. Uh, Kemba Walker is no longer on the team. Evan Fournier didn't do anything after being yeah. brought in. The, those Robinson do, and, can't stay healthy. And those those three were probably the biggest free agent pieces besides yeah. uh, Randall because he was an extension and then he won most improved. Mm-hmm. But those three were supposed to keep them up. There. They were yeah. supposed to they keep them the in, the, in the playoff race. 2021. And, Couldn't even make the and play in. they haven't even been close to sniffing that even no. anymore. But R.J. Barrett has kept them from falling down to that last to place or to the first pick overall in the draft. Probably. Yeah, I think that you're completely right in saying he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Um, Dejounte Murray, man, mm-hmm. pairing him with Trey Young. Yeah, that's a solid counterpart for Trey. Finally, as well, it's going to be scary. Yeah, and I personally don't like Trey Young, but that team is going to be mm-hmm. doing wonders in the East. They're going to be a good team. They're going man. to be insane. But let's talk about Dejounte Murray for a second, mm-hmm. because him and the number one overall pick were having some beef. Paulo Banchero I didn't and know. Dejounte Murray were at a pro am game. Yeah. And DeJounte, there were videos that surfaced that DeJounte was yelling at uh, Paulo saying, welcome to the big leagues. Uh, He threw a ball at him, too, once Mm -hmm. he kind of had him looking a little silly. Not not too bad, because it was just a pump fake and then whatever. It was more than people made it out to be. But then afterwards, there was social media beef. DeJounte saying that Paulo's soft, saying Mm -hmm. that... He shouldn't come into the gym with that mentality that he is the number one overall pick and that he's ten times better than everyone else. Listen, I personally could care less on the drama, which, mm-hmm. I mean, we're kind of feeding into it by yeah, talking about it even even, it even a month later. <laughs> but I think when it comes to Paulo, like... He should have that mentality once he comes yeah, to the league. Yeah, totally should. You should want to have that me- mentality that you are that you are the best player. Yeah, and it's going to be fun seeing their matchups in the regular season, which yeah. is why I brought this up mm-hmm. because the Hawks and uh, Magic, the Magic are division. in the same division. Yeah, so they, they play, play four, four times, times a year. year. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be exciting, and I can't wait for that. I didn't think Paulo was the type of guy to. Like really get involved with and re- it. and respond. Yeah, I didn't think De- that. I think Dejounte is more the perpetrator in the situation, but I feel like Paolo, when he was at Duke, just head down, mind his business. That might well, be the Coach K way. Dejounte, Dejounte, I felt like. Well, look at Zion too. Zion has yeah. been getting all this slander, but he doesn't say a yeah, word. Danny, silent. He doesn't say a word. He RJ lets doesn't his, he lets his about game. Nobody yeah. respecting him either. RJ, I don't think I've seen one headline where RJ Barrett actually nothing. has like a meaningful quote. Yeah, like no offense to him, but he bad. has not. Yeah, there's nothing to say. But Dejounte planted this seed. I feel like yeah, trying purpose. to totally. trying to get himself out there more and show that the Hawks are going to be a threat. One hundred percent. Which just Dejounte himself was a little underappreciated as well on the Spurs. Yeah. So like Nobody he wants love. now he wants the recognition. Now he's gonna be on a playoff team and with a superstar yeah, and there. I mean he just he wants all the headlines. He mm-hmm. wants to be noticed. Um. Sad sad news here. Really sad. Man. Really sad, especially <laughs> on this podcast. Especially for you. 
Especially yeah, me for too. Me. But especially you. Chet Holmgren <laughs> learned the hard way that you cannot guard LeBron James. <laughs> he has a torn ligament in his foot, which will need surgery, and he's out for, for the year. year. Yeah. That's sad. Um, see you next year. Yeah. I th- like I I wish him a good I wish him the best recovery because yeah. now obviously I feel like the opinions on Chet are complete 180 from each other. You either yeah, think the, you either you, you either think the guy is going to be mm-hmm. a superstar or you think he's, he's going to be an absolute bust. And, he's gone. and this is not going to help his case. No, that's what pains me most because I love Chet. You love Chet more than I do. But I'm a huge Chet guy. Um and the fact that this happening to him is getting the haters a victory. Like, this is a huge yeah. win in their minds, saying that the string bean can't hold up in the NBA and he has to put weight on. It just pains me. I really feel for the kid, man. He and he's, a, he's our age. Yeah. He's our age yeah. going into the NBA. Actually, no, he's a year he's younger, younger than us. He's 19. Yeah. yeah. And he's getting all this slander. Mm-hmm. But you know what this opens the door for? What's that? The Thunder to get, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, from, it starts with the W. Oh, uh, the guy for, uh. The Watson, Wadombaya, or what are we talking about? The freak in next yeah. year's draft? Yeah. That's Imagine pairing him with, with Chet. Chet. Oh, man. Him, SGA, <laughs> Josh Giddy, Lou Dort. That'd be sick. I think Dort could secure them that first pick if he needs to. And just wait till he could uh, throw it. Just wait till Bronny and Bryce James get to the <laughs> league, and LeBron's out there as well. Yeah, but I then they're look. they're gonna have to face the Slim Towers, so it's not it's not fair. It doesn't matter. I think we can I think we can work on the nickname a bit and go back to the drawing board on that one. But. Now we've got some playoffs heating up. But before we get to that, we do have a lot of catching up to do since the All Star Game in the MLB. Yeah. Our last episode that is the lost episode. I will <laughs> I will I will preference this. We did talk about who we thought was going to be in the All Star game. Yeah, we had some good good conversation about it. It was in, uh, it was really good June. conversation and then yeah. and then it just our full predictions and everything. It it just was all washed Nobody away. Nobody knows who ended up being right. Yeah. <laughs> who was the most yeah. Um so I think the biggest thing to talk about yeah. the trade Let's deadline. To it. Trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Soto. You can just talk about Soto. I know. We'll talk about the rest. Nah. You don't need to talk about Soto? No, I'm saying let's talk about Soto. Oh. Soto's the Oh, I thought you said let's not talk about Soto. No, let's talk about Soto and skip the rest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) the only one we need to talk about. Yeah, Soto. It's the shape of baseball for the next 10, 15 years. Well. Entirely. I did not also write this down, but they also got... Josh Hader. Yeah, who's been garbage. Yeah. He has been horrific yeah. well, he, they, since he got to San they Diego. De- they debated not even playing him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Go p- put him on the ghost my, IL. My God, Fernando Tatis, which we will talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, Manny Machado. I think that's some good pieces there. It's insane. All just to lose to the Dodgers in the <laughs> second round of the playoffs, man. For this year. But I think long-term. this is this is a longer term deal yeah. here. You they're know, you know, you know what you're getting those, with Soto. Those guys are locked up for deal. the future as well. Yeah, yeah. Tatis is there for 13 years, and mm-hmm. he just lost a ton of endorsements because talk about this now. He was found using PEDs, mm-hmm. um, suspended 60 games. Yeah, I think that's the standard. Yeah, 
and out for the rest of this year, obviously. Yeah. Won't return until at least two months in did next he, year. Did he play a game? Yeah, he didn't because of the he wrist injury, he right? He did not. Yeah, he did not. Wow. There were complications, so he didn't get back on the field. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent about this. About what part? That's Tatis. Oh. The PEDs thing. Because it said, now this was not confirmed yet at all, but he had had ringworm, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and was using a drug yeah. to treat it, yeah. and that's where these these steroids came from. It seems like every single time that someone gets exposed for PEDs or some other form of drug, steroid, they make a claim. I like to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. that they were taking some medication and they didn't know that it was on the well, I had banned s- substance s- list. I had seen there was photos posted. I believe it was his father that posted them. Okay. And you could see it. It was on his neck. There, okay. like, there literally was ringworm there. Okay. Um, now... Am I excusing him for using PEDs? No, he no. probably should have checked beforehand. Yeah. Um, it's just, print. it's really sad to see because Tatis, when he's on the field, I he's think fun. could be, could be argued as the top shortstop in the yeah, game. Yeah, totally. And now he's losing tons of endorsements. He, he just lost his endorsement with Adidas. Yeah. Um, more people I'm sure will drop him Mm -hmm. and he's just gonna have to prove himself all over again once he finally gets back on the field which it's already been a struggle to begin with because of his wrist and his shoulder and Mm -hmm. everything else so i'm hoping the best for him i'm hoping the best for the padres because now they have a very bright future ahead of them Mm. tatis Um, should be a piece of it but yeah tatis tatis should be on the field and should be respected for it Mm -hmm. now let's let's talk about your yanks what the heck has been happening it's the month of August, man. It's the dog <laughs> days, as I call it. They always go through a slump. I'm not worried about it one bit. Um, back in June, when they were on the freakish pace, pace to win like 120 games, which is not plausible one bit, I kept saying to my dad that they're not going to be able to maintain that. They're going to stall out. And here they are. They stalled out in August. Um, they had a five-game winning streak last week, though. Like The pieces are still there. Also had a huge injury plague throughout the entire bullpen and pitching staff as a whole really um there's been like eight or nine guys put on the il just in the past two months going in and out of there um they're off the throne of baseball at the top that's the dodgers the dodgers have been freakishly good as well they just won a 41 and 9 50 game stretch yeah which is insane and yet i feel like nobody talks about it because it's the dodgers that's what's expected of them um, I'm not concerned, though. The Yankees still have a seven-game lead in the AL, AL East. As I said, they struggle in August. Aaron Judge is winning MVP. Nothing to complain about. Hit his 50... 51. 51st home run last 51. night. 51. Um, against the Angels. He's on pace to beat Roger Maris's home run record right now with an entire month to go in the season. And he, on top of that, I believe he's at least... 17 home runs ahead of the next person who I think is Kyle yeah. Schwarber. Yeah, he's got a huge lead for yeah. it. And I'm pretty sure he's, I believe he's still leading baseball in RBIs as well. He's got 100, yeah. 115 yeah. around there by now. Yeah. Um, he's been a beast. He hasn't slowed down at all, despite the Yankee struggles, which has been pretty nice. No, and the whole thing with the AL East is we've talked about how great they've 
Ben, and your prediction was that three teams would make the playoff, which, I yes. I said four. I said four. four I, I'm sorry. And four, all three wild four, card teams. Yes. But did you expect that this last spot was going to go to Baltimore? No. Because right now they're in the battle for it, and I'd like to talk about that. I did not expect it one bit, and you can go. I don't think anyone can, expected Baltimore go. to even be at within the, at 15 the top, games at, the, at, at of the wild some spot. point in the AL either. It's yeah. not even just the Entirely. East, just the AL. But, my God, let me just say one man I want to talk about, Adley Rushman. Yeah, he's a beast. So fun to watch. Yeah. So fun. And he's given life to Baltimore. 100%. He is the face of their team. Did you watch the Little League World Series game last week? what they do with when, uh, he, Well, he... So, all the players will go to Williamsport before... Yeah, yeah. The actual game on Sunday night. Right. So during the day, there will be little league games, mm-hmm. and the players will all meet up with like the kids, like yeah, the little league players, and they'll meet them. all of them. And fun. and Adley was going down the hill up there, like oh, with all the great. kids, and it's it's fun to watch because Adley Rushman, I think, is only twenty two years old. Yeah, he's a kid. He's he's, he's a still kid a kid. Well. He's right around our age, right here. Yeah, it's just so fun to see him it's do great. what he does, and he's just a, an exciting player. He's so good. Um, That's what it's all about. Adley man. really is bringing life to Baltimore, and mm-hmm. I, I I really hope they make this last wild card spot. Yeah, I'm praying. So three games out. So three games out right now. Three for games that final behind spot. Toronto. Yeah, and then they're only half a game out from the second, and then they're one yeah. game out from the top spot. So yeah. they're they're right there, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're in it to win it. They're hopefully there. Now, final month. We just talked about Baltimore. They're in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Who else are we looking at? I'm, I'm gonna, I mentioned that they're half a game out of, out of that second spot, and that second spot is Seattle. I'm going to stick to my guns with teams collapsing, and I'm waiting on the Seattle collapse despite everything that J-Rod has done with that team and so many other stars that we have mentioned throughout the season. Um, back in back during season one of the Slinging Sports Podcast, we talked a lot about Seattle. We gave them a lot of love. Um, I'm expecting that eventual collapse, though. And I also just want to see Baltimore get in there. And I want to, I want to have my prediction come to fruition of all three wild card teams being from the AL East. I, uh, I would like to see Toronto fall out. I want to see mm. Baltimore in, Toronto, Toronto out, out, but okay. also Seattle in because I really do yeah. like J. Rob. Yeah. Um, I think. No offense to you, but I think you're really preying on that Seattle collapse just so you can get those last three right. Well, yeah, I want to get them right. That's the entire <laughs> point of it. I but. Don't have a, Everyone knows that both you and I are Seattle fans. We yeah. cheer them on. Yeah, we. I mean, underdogs. We love a good underdog yeah, story. Yeah, I just got to cheer for myself. Yeah. Um, but Seattle, man, I I would love to see them there. Yeah, it'd be cool. Now, in the NL, exciting, you're, you're, exciting. The Phillies. You're a little bit more familiar with what's going on now, over there. Now, my God, I thought they were out of it yeah. in the middle of the middle of June, mm-hmm. I did not think for one bit that they'd come back. Well, they fired Joe Girardi. <laughs> that was during our last show, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. And then Rob Thompson comes in. My God, has he turned this team around. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is seeking their first Red October since 2011. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, man. I cannot wait. I am so pumped. I'm going to see them next Saturday. Nice. I am... It's been the most packed that Philadelphia... I've never seen it this packed since... That's so cool. 
around 2012. That's so cool. Since, like, Utley, Howard. Yeah. I've not seen this many people at the stadium. I was just there last Sunday, too. Mm -hmm. Which was, I mean, again, so exciting to be there. There's so many people. It was a dogfight with the Mets. Sadly, they ended up losing. They only beat the Mets four times this year, which is terrible. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. I hate the Mets. I would really pray to God that they fall out of first and Atlanta takes over. Um, But there's a whole month to go. The Phillies... Got time. Need, to, need to beef up that bullpen. I will say that for a fact, but mm-hmm. Harper just came back. Brandon Marsh will be coming back, who they acquired in the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryson Stott has been doing very well. One player I would like to say is also doing very well is Alec Bohm. He's been insane for them. Um, hoping they could hold on to that second wild card spot. It'd be great if they can bump up to that first, but no, seven and a half behind happen. from the Braves and they have two more series against the Braves in this final month. Um, opportunity to make it. Opportunity make to make that. up for it, but or an also it's, it's, opportun- it's opportunity to get kicked out of these playoffs. So yeah. they need to stay. They need to stand strong. Harper has been hungry for a playoff run mm. um, ever since he's been in Philadelphia. So I, I have I have a strong feeling that this year they'll finally be there. I don't know. What will happen I, I'm when not. I'm not, pre- I'm not predicting anything about when they get there. I'm just predicting that they will be there because I think Good. that that they've been playing very well, I'm except for, for these past two nights against Arizona. I don't want to talk about those. <laughs> um, but it's time for what we're gonna start calling the halftime hustle. Um, switching it up a little bit now, new but name, new but name. new name, no new content yet. No new content. Same setup, because we've always got our favorite segment. We've got Drip of the Week. So, Wally, bring us back in. Bring us to the promised land. Who, who is your Drip of the Week? I've got a bit of a, a niche Drip of the Week that has a cute little storyline to go with it as well. My Drip of the Week is Greg Olson and Luke Keekley, two former Carolina Panthers, who were coaching a youth football game for the halftime show. Um, during the Panthers and Browns Week 3 preseason game. It's awesome to see the two of them out there in the polos and shorts. And There's a video of Luke Keekley getting film of his players, and these kids are like 12, 13 years old, peewee players. It's great to see them back in Carolina being involved with the team and the community. Um, nice to see their faces. And they've got some good. They've got some good. It's very, polos. very, very exciting. It's casual, very but it's good. But it's, it's, it's always great to have that nice, like, yeah. Heartwarming story yeah, with exactly. it as well. You know, we're we're suckers for heartwarming yeah. stories here at we at the Sports Podcast. We talk about them all the time. Um, my drip of the week. See, now this is like a very off, like going off the trail a little Nothing bit. But this guy is kind of related to sports. He's best friends with Tyler Hero. Okay. Uh, made a song about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about Jack Harlow. Who was also who also alive. was in Syracuse last year? We I saw him perform live. I didn't, I didn't go. He's, I the he's also he's him. also very good friends with Kawhi Leonard. Is well. he? Yeah. Um, but Jack Harlow was at the VMAs this week. Took home four awards. I would like to I would like to say. Um, oh, but coming in with a full leather wow. chocolate brown suit. Looking drippy with the shades, and he's got the turtleneck. He was hosting as well. Was he? He was. So Jack Harlow making some big, big moves. Big moves. You think you can pull that off? I 
wish. I wish. <laughs> um, but now, adding to our halftime hustle, we've got our players of the week. Let me take this one. Yeah, first. you got it. All you right. got it, boss man. Um, so this guy actually, well, heartwarming story as yeah. well. This guy, this guy went to uh, went to my high school. Mm-hmm. He also played football at my high school. Went to Virginia as a baseball player, and now plays for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, his name is Jake McCarthy. Uh, he is. Yeah. Name, by the way. <laughs> He's an outfielder. Was DHing last night, and. It's, it pains me to highlight him because he was playing the Phillies. He was playing the Phillies and did this against Aaron Nola. Um, he had a home run, a triple, and five RBIs in in Arizona's 12-3 win last night. And the last 30 games, Jake has been hitting 327 with a 395 on base percentage and a 495 slug. In his in his second year in the majors, first full year. How old is he? Add. How old is he? Twenty-five. Oh, okay. you you, mi- you missed him then by like what one or two years in high school? Two like, years. Two years. Two years. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And he's a but baller, he, man. I mean, I I would watch him all the time in high school though. Everyone That's would cool. always be at those games. They went undefeated in football. They I'm pretty sure either went undefeated or only one loss in baseball. You know what I mean, position he played in football? He was a running back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. He was, I mean, he's quick. He also has 13 or 12 stolen bases, I believe, on his, hey. on his, uh, on his stats. So yeah. we'll add that in. Um, but Jake, shout out to you. Love to get you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go and pick a different style of players of the week. that involves some generations here and some families. It's one specific stat, but it's overall all of these players, which I think is really cool. So, I'm just going to get right into it. On August 29th, 2001, all of these things occurred on the same day. Serena Williams won at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hit a home run. Vlad Guerrero Sr., Craig Vigio, and Dante Bichette all recorded a hit on that same day. August 29th, 2022, as in two days ago, at the time of recording this, 21 years later, Serena Williams won at the U.S. Open. 21 years later, Albert Pujols hit a home run, and Vlad Guerrero Jr., Vladdy Sr.'s son, Kevin Biggio, Craig's son, and Bo Bichette, Dante's son, all recorded a hit as well on the exact same day. So even though they're individual moments we're li- of, we're pure, living in the matrix. of pure coincidence, but that is pretty damn cool. We're living in the matrix. That is not only like players of the week, but stat of the week, fun fact of the week. That's pretty sick. That's pretty That's cool. pretty wild. To the day. Yeah. To the exact day as well. That's if insane. That, the fact that Serena Williams is still winning games at the U.S. Open 21 years later after having yeah. a kid as well astonishing Pujols is still playing but now now that these people's children are playing as well that shows the longevity of Pujols and Williams but so cool such a cool fact um, shout out to all of those players and their players children and fathers yeah. and families all of it so cool that's wild that's insane but you know what that's why we love sports yeah that is what it's all about man it's what it's all about um, now getting in to the big topics. Now we're doing our full NFL preview next, next week. week. I will put that out there, just so everyone knows. 
We're free to come back. Uh, yeah, come back. It's going to be a very fun episode. Um, but we're going to talk about the NFL right now. And let's start off by talking about how corrupt the NFL is because yeah. this is awful. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely atrocious. Um, Deshaun Watson somehow is only suspended 11, 11 games, games and fined, what was it, $5 million mm-hmm. after he just signed a $230 million contract. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. After all of the allegations, everything he went through, how do you only suspend months. this man? A year. A year like and a, a half. Year, yeah. A year and a half. How do you only suspend this man 11 games and find him not even a quarter of his contract? Not even close to it. Not a chunk of any of it. Um, Instead, let's, I don't, let's reward him and give him all this money. I don't, I don't get why the NFL is okay with Watson sitting around tainting the image of the entire league for all of that time. Like, if you are a terrible person, or a, not if you're a terrible person, if you do things that Watson was convicted of, accused of, all of that, um, if you do anything like that, and if I'm like a, a business owner, which the NFL is, it is a business, why are you going to tolerate it at all? And we're going to talk about another guy who perhaps was overpunished and got more than what he way deserved. O- way over, way overpunished if you're considering this. Based on what Watson uh, did. Uh, not, not only what Watson did like as a human being, but what he did to the NFL and the Browns yeah. as an organization, all of it. Um, and that guy that we're going to talk about is Calvin Ridley, if you'd like to Calvin Ridley, all... Cal. So, Calvin Ridley spent or placed bets on games during the NFL season when he wasn't Last even year. playing. Yeah, yeah, when he wasn't, wasn't even playing. Um, I forget exactly what it was that he placed the uh, bet on or anything, but that's, I mean, regardless, it doesn't really matter. He placed these bets and was then punished by being suspended for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like that. Like, there was no, like, no story broke, no, nothing. Yeah, and there was no appeal or anything like that. Ridley, all all he did was place bets over a five-day period. Mm-hmm. I don't know what games they were on or anything. But he placed bets when sports betting, one, is now legal, too. Yeah. And two... He wasn't even involved in any of these games, regardless. No, was, he had no. He has no. He wasn't playing, and I doubt that he was even betting on Falcons games. There's no. no, there's no confirmation of what games he was betting on. Exactly, but certainly wasn't games that he is involved in. And he got suspended for the whole for season. What would have been more than double Watson's original punishment as yeah, well. Yeah, that's true. Because he was originally only supposed to be supposed to be suspended for six games. Uh huh. And they went back to it. The fact that Deshaun Watson will be back this year for the sake of a storyline, considering his first game is against the Texans that he's going to play, coincidentally. Yeah, okay. NFL. It's it's awful. Mm -hmm. Anything for ratings. Anything. And it's sad it's sad to put it that way, but like Honestly, you can't, you can't tell me that they didn't plan that out so then his first game back would be against his former team and it would make it seem like, yes, he has some sort of suspension against him. 
One of my biggest issues with the NFL is just the lack of consistency. And every case it doesn't make any and sense. punishment and issue with the player is different. But there is no consistency. Even if you look at like the same types of rules that these players are breaking off the field, there's zero consistency between them. And yet I feel like for the most popular sports league in the United States of America, I feel like the biggest m- m- money generator, revenue yeah, generator, for sure. I feel like I would look into it more to have an orderly system they may claim that they do but they clearly don't no. there's this much inconsistency all over the place and you know what's what's going to be interesting is seeing alvin Kamara's suspension is pushed back the decision for it is pushed back until next year mm-hmm. on how many games he will be yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see how many games he's he suspended mm-hmm. for what do you do fight some guy at yeah the, yeah got in a fight got in a fight it's gonna be interesting to see what he's suspended for Why, well, like, in relation Well, to even, like, cases like that, it adds to the consistency thing. Why is Kamara's decision getting pushed back for a year? What's been going on with that? Why are they you haven't, not able They haven't to even been able it? to look in, into it. Even so. Well, mean, meaning, if you're not able to do your job because you're dealing with something else, maybe you should punish that person more. Yeah. Now you're hindering the entire NFL. You're hindering other players, teams, held up, Held up the entire coaches. league for everything. And not to mention that, even business within the league like trading players yeah watson's trade was held up for so long because nobody knew how long he would be out yeah, for it messes up and the browns the browns decided to just take a chance and be like okay hope for the let's, best yeah let's see it's awful it's awful enough of that enough of that. yeah now we'll let's talk get, now let's get into the fun things. stuff yeah let's get into the fun stuff and uh nfl network came out with their top 100 players as going voted into, on, as voted on by the players. Yes. By the way, going the into each other. this NFL season. Mm-hmm. Now the top three were Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. There are some more people I would like to talk about. Yeah. Dispersed, but I feel like that's the biggest thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady at one. Well, these are voted by the players, are they not? The fact that it's all players makes me wonder just how the NFL players view each other versus how the media and the writers view everything. Because if the writers and other members of the media that vote on MVP, for example, who vote Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron Rodgers is voted as the third best, not even second, by the way, the third best player, I wonder... I want, I want to go more into the mind of NFL players and what they truly value. Because well, we're, we're also going to get into, and the next segment is our top 10 quarterbacks going into the NFL season. Yeah. Not to spoil anything, neither of us have Tom Brady at one. No. Or, or two, two. Or, or three. three. So, <laughs> so, well, I think when it comes to talking about this list, it, it shows it's from the players because when I – so when I think of this list – I want to look at it as going into this season. Yeah. But I feel like when you look at this list, the way that it's Basically it's panned out, season, it's totally. not even just that. I think it's like it's a career. respect and career and longevity. Yeah. Now, Aaron Donald's, I would say, is by far number one. Yeah. Out of anyone on this list. Yeah. Should be number one. He's number Should two. Should be everyone's number one. Tom Brady, obviously the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. This really does show, I think how much respect everyone does have for him in the in league. The league. Um, so he is voted at one. Yeah. And Rodgers at three, I think, Makes is sense. kind of a, a 
obvious choice considering he did win back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's just odd. I thought it was weird, too. Mac Jones was almost close to 20, 20 spaces higher than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I didn't little... think that was anywhere <laughs> near accurate. Like, that was one of the biggest things that I had seen. Um, I don't know. There's... I think it it, it it shows a gap between, like, the player's actual talent and then the respect that the, yeah. the players have for each other. Yeah. It's a little wacky. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not in the, and, N- and I'm not, I'm not in the NFL, but if I was in the NFL, I don't know if I'd be able to name 100 people. Like, I'd be able to name my teammates. I, I don't think know it, how many guys I'd be able yeah, to name. I'd be able to identify, like, the number. I feel like if I'm a coach... And we're in the film room. We're just talking about numbers. We're not talking about names. Don't yeah, I don't know if I'm necessarily. Guy. And you scout yeah. if supposedly you scout like for that week. You keep your mind in that moment. Maybe guys that are in my division I can name. But if I'm a second year player on the Miami Dolphins, I'm not going to be able to tell you 100 players. I'm not, certainly not going to be able to tell you 15 players from the if NFC I'm, West. If I'm playing in the league, definitely not. Yeah, definitely I'm gonna be focusing not. on myself and nothing yeah, else. No. no. Uh, I don't know. I think that is just something to consider. Like Kirk Cousins at ninety nine. Ninety. He's not. Best I don't player. think. I don't think he's the 99th best player. Ryan I think Williams he's... is definitely the ninety seventh. Boom, baby. <laughs> Justin Tucker being in there, yeah, one hundred percent should be. Kyle Pitts ninety one, like, yeah, but yeah, but he's only had one season. Yeah, they're a little little fishy it's it's very up and down looking at it yeah odell who isn't even, <laughs> on, even a on a team right, right now, now and, and also has an acl injury yeah or had an acl injury i apologize it's a little, um, little odd. and that's not a knock on odell it's just like he's not even in the league right can't now. can't be top 100 right now if you're not playing yeah, right now mac jones at 85, 85 14 spots higher than kirk cousins either way yeah, regardless, regardless. Let's, I, let's get let's get into a fun bit. Let's get into yeah, a fun bit. This is I don't know how let's to count it. Let's count know, it down. I don't know we're going to go we're going to go 10, 10 to 1. 10 okay. to 1. You want to go first? Yeah. So, are you, you going to do 10 through 1 or are you going to say 10 and no, 10? No, no, no. 10 and 10. Like okay. we'll go we'll go pick by pick. Okay. So, we're going top 10 QBs as we just said. Mm-hmm. Number 10, I have Kyler Murray. Number 10, I have Dak Prescott. Okay. And I do not have Kyler in my top ten. Kyler. All right. Well, the whole thing with Kyler is, I think he's talented. I think and he's got all the he talent could in the he world. he could he could be like he could be a he could be a lot higher. He could, he could be, be a top top five, top five quarterback top five. based on the talent. And he has, yeah. but his issue is he spends more time on the video games mm-hmm. than he does in the film room. Oh, he's got a side hustle. He had to get he had to put a uh homework clause in his contract. And this is me yeah. kind of this is me kind of knocking on him, but not really. I think his pure talent should easily put him in the top ten. Yeah. If Mobility, he if arm, if he were to run. study and if he were to put a lot more work into if the game the extra mile. I think he goes up four or five more spots. Mm-hmm. Easily. I feel like if I'm Kyler Murray, I don't know if I feel required to put in the extra work. You're kind of chilling, especially now that you got a now, and huge the, and, contract And extension. especially since they took it out. Yeah. So, either way, difference is at 10. 
Um, I'll go at nine. At nine, I have Matthew Stafford. At nine, I have Russell Wilson. Okay, I've got Russ a little bit higher up than you. See, I don't... A lot of people think... Now, the Broncos have been in a black hole of mm-hmm. not doing anything since Peyton Manning left. Yeah, the quarterback position. The QB has been undecided full. Horrific for like awesome. six years. And Russ coming in bumps that up miles. Mm-hmm. The only thing is I don't think Russ is as good as people say he is. He's not really... I don't know if I'd say he's at his best anymore. See, I was going to say people have forgotten how good Russell Wilson is. I'd say the exact opposite. Seattle mm. Seattle has gone down the tubes over the last couple of years. They've not. They've been a shell think, of what they used to be. But that, but I think that's kind of partially why as well. I, I don't think, and that's not... Obviously, that's not me saying Russ is bad. Yeah. Russ well, is nine on my list, yeah. and he's in my top ten QBs. But I don't think, yeah. I don't think he's that elite quarterback. I still think. I think he's great, but I don't think he's elite or think, or top tier. I also I think. think that all the weapons that he has around him in Denver now, with mainly Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, I think. They will elevate him, but not only that, he will elevate them as well. I think they're going to. I think, I think they're definitely going. I think they're Denver definitely going to help him a lot more than having DK Metcalf and who? Because Tyler yeah, Lockett. Tyler Lockett, but Tyler Lockett was kind of on the decline as well. Entirely, yeah. Yeah. So like, and that's not again. That's not a knock on Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is a great mm-hmm. wide receiver, but just is not team. just is not as good as he was. Yeah. Um. You want to explain Matt yeah, Stafford I'll, I'll, at nine? You don't have him on your top ten at all. No, I do, but I just oh. want to hear your ex- explanation no, of save, having him we'll save Matt. low. We'll okay, save Matt. okay. Um, what is it? Eight. Wow. Derek, Derek Carr. Wow. Derek Carr. I would have put him at like twelve or thirteen. No, Derek Carr gets him. way too much hate. I don't. I'm not hating on the guy. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in general, mm-hmm. people call him the staple average QB. I think he's above average. I think 100% he's. Above. I think he's proof last I think year. I think he's definitely above average. The way that he basically put Hunter Renfro kind of on the map. Yeah, it was him. Um, he's doing. Now he has. Now he's got Devonte. Devonte Adams, teammate at and State. still has Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Carr is going to strive this year. He's going to prove that he's a top ten QB. Mm-hmm. Where I think he was already borderline that, but now he's already elevated himself over that. Last year, just think about it. The Raiders could have been in the Bengals' position technically. They almost they were one yeah, possession they were, they were one possession were away, and you can attribute that. Now Certainly. I'm not saying I'm not saying it would have completely flipped the game, but Cheesy that, that play that whistle. play game with the whistle or that mm-hmm. that play with the whistles. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Carr is extremely talented. I have him yeah. at eight. I don't blame you. At eight for me, I've got Mr. Joey B. Joey Joe Shiesty. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Um, do you have him in your top ten? I as do. Well? Okay. I do. We'll just save him. Then. Okay. We'll keep saving him. <laughs> I'm keep sorry. I keep. So I keep overlap. having your. Oh, see. Go ahead. I don't have him at all. My number seven is a guy who I think he's he's dealt with some injury issues over the last couple of years, which is kind of why he's gone to sleep a bit. And that's Lamar Jackson. And I will stand by Lamar being in the top ten, just because of his versatility as a runner. I think there is no one else in the NFL that possesses his ability as a runner. That's why I think he's quarterback. That's wise. but that's why I think he's one or two out of the top ten. I think he's eleven or. Well, 12. I think I think he's 
number seven well, because clearly. because he can do it with the arm and that extra added element of the legs. The but quarterback, not, the quarterback position is changing, man. It's more than just standing in the pocket. I agree, but I don't think his his arm is as good as you yeah, as you're saying it is. But there's more to being a quarterback than just the arm talent. You go look at 2019, his MVP season, through what 30 something touchdowns to go with less than 10 interceptions. I'm pretty sure, as well as a thousand rushing yards and I think what 10 rushing touchdowns. His his career uh, completion percentage is also like under 60%. Yeah, accuracy, smackuracy. <laughs> That's why he makes up for it with the running. Um, I think I put him a little high. I was a little... Unsh- I, I my my bottom, my bottom, pretty much 6 through 10, kind of interchangeable for me, and I could have slid Kyler in, could have slid Derek Carr in. Um, but I like Lamar at 7 just because of the legs, and I think that I'm also banking on him to have a bit of a rebound season and to go back and to show some shades of 2019, but I am keeping him at seven. I am proud of him at seven because he is more than just a quarterback that can throw the ball. Well, for his sake, I'd hope he'd have a rebound season, considering that this is his contract season and he still has not gotten one. He'll get one. Um, but get one. for Lamar, with me, this year he does not have very many weapons anymore. Yeah, meaning it's he proof just that he's lost, gonna be able to show what he lost needs to do. Hollywood Brown. Did Hollywood Brown ever actually do anything though? Yes. What did he last do? Last year he was what? last year he was great for yeah, them. Yeah, dropping touchdowns every five games. No. But he still I mean he still has Mark Andrews. I'm not Andrews. on the Hollywood Brown has, train. He still has Mark Andrews. I'm not on the Hollywood Brown train. I was on the train when he was at Oklahoma with Baker. I'm not on the train with him now. <laughs> Why? Um, because he's not with Baker anymore? No, but he's disappointed me in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be as good, as good as he... I don't think he ever lived up to what he could have been, but I still think he was a solid option. Yeah, and, he's a solid option. Yeah, but, but look but at, I don't think but look at who's, who's going to replace where Rashad he was. Rashad Bateman! They've already got a guy there. He's a second-year receiver who's ready to make the step. He showed strides last year. He, he made plays. He didn't, he didn't do too, too much last yeah, year. Yeah, neither did Hollywood Brown, man. Big whoop. He was solid. And he's still got Mark Andrews. He was what solid. do you mean he doesn't have anything? He's got I just Mark said Andrews. he had Mark Andrews yeah. still. Yeah, he's I'll got run pieces. the tape back. Go ahead. <laughs> They've got pieces. They'll be fine. Lamar's gonna prove everyone wrong. Um, I'll live and die by it. My seven is Matt Stafford. So, would you like to talk about him first? Yeah. Or do you so want me to? Matt was my nine, and I don't think Matt got nearly enough love even last year. Like for what he did, he threw for over four thousand yards. I think he might have had forty touchdowns. He gave Cooper Cup the best receiving season yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. But now Matt he, Stafford, Matt Stafford has always gotten slandered. Yeah, he has never gotten the amount of respect he deserves, and that's for why everything that he see, went through in Detroit. I think Matt Stafford got the same treatment that Derek Carr gets now, and Derek Carr is going to mm. overcome that treatment right now. I hope so for Derek Carr's respect. But look at—I mean, last season was proof. Look at Matthew Stafford. You take yeah. him out of Detroit. Yeah. It's not one of those cases where you take Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't take Detroit out of Stafford. Exactly. Right? You can take it out of him, all right. You yeah. became a gamer, and you add Allen Robinson this year as well, even though you lose Bobby Trees. But You better hope that Cam Akers is solid yeah. too, though. Mm-hmm. All right, my six, Joe Shiesty. My six is Russell Wilson. All right. I've already, so I've already lived and died on the Russell Wilson hill. Yeah. Um, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Fantastic year last year. Came back off of Toy a brutal, snow. brutal Disgusting injury in his injury. first year, and basically proved that he's he a perennial MVP candidate. Yeah, 
he proved he proved that he's fantastic that he will be fantastic for years to come mm-hmm. and that the Bengals are going to be a threat for years to come as well. years to come as well and yeah save Zach Taylor's and, job <laughs> and he's got his best friend with him Jamar Jamar yeah. mm-hmm. and they have the person that's going to overtake Justin Tucker as best kicker in the NFL and Money Daddy McPherson. Pearson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that team is stacked. Joe Burrow's a fantastic leader to have. Mm-hmm. Um, up until the Super Bowl, he had never lost in the playoffs with Jamar Chase. <laughs> I'd like to throw that tidbit in there. Well, was it? Oh, uh, yeah. Including college as well. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's what I mean. In college. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah. Joe Shiesty, six. Yeah. I got Russ at six. Yeah. How do you explain Russ? Five. Ooh, all right. So five. I have Herbert, and I have Tom Justin Brady. Justin Herbert. So Brady's my think, four. Brady's yeah, my four. Herbert's Herbert's my yeah. four. So we'll talk about. Do you want to talk about Brady first? Or do you want to talk about Herbert first? I'll talk about Herbert first. All right. So Justin Herbert, rookie of the year two years ago. Yeah, set the NFL record for passing touchdowns yeah. in a single season by a rookie. Um. I'll take the Herbert flyer. I'm a big Herbert guy. So am I. Huge guy, even when he was at Oregon yep. coming out. I prayed that he would declare early so the Giants could draft him, um, and he didn't leave. He was the number one quarterback over – not number one, number two quarterback over Tua. There shouldn't have been a discussion. I can't believe Tua, Miami Tua, even took Tua Tua being him. taken over him was the worst pick in that draft. Um, And I still feel like Justin Herbert has barely – he hasn't. The surface, I would say he the, hasn't even touched right, his the, potential. The tip, tip of the iceberg right now. Well, there he's still he's still making little bit rookie mistakes of reading defenses and everything, being a little too fancy, throwing on the run, relying on raw arm strength and velocity a bit. But talent wise, kind of like the Kyler situation, Herbert has all of the talent in the world, but he is but making he has, the extra but strides. He, but he has he has the work ethic. And he's he getting will, better each year. He will year. get there. He's and getting you know, better each year. You know year. what he did to his hair, too? He shaved it. Yeah. And it grew back really fast, <laughs> it, it though. Did. I was going to say that. It. I was going to say like, it. Two didn't, months later. It didn't, it didn't last very long, though. Two months though. later, his but hair he, was already I mean, he always has a pretty nice flow going. He's got some good lettuce. Yeah, he nice does. Nice little letty he from does. Um, Herbert, great. I mean, going to be a great quarterback for yeah. years to come, as I will continue saying with these young guys. Just need to get him into the playoffs. But I was going to say, this year, this year, I think is the first year he sees some playoff football and we'll see mm-hmm. how he reacts to the big show. Yeah. Uh, now Tom Brady, cause Tom Brady's my four, mm-hmm. it's your five. Um, again, you can't not have top Bra- Tom Brady in your five. Yeah. He because has to be there. he's just so he hasn't damn down. good. Every it's, year. It's not every last 20 plus years. What is it? Seven same. years ago, Max Kellerman was like, this is the last year yeah. Brady will have his arm. He's washed. What, what do you do? Win, Two, three more Super Bowls since yeah, then. Exactly. Um, Go to a new team. Bring yeah, a Super Bowl went to. There. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I think is going to hurt Brady this year, and it's not even against his talent, is his receiving core. He lost Antonio mm-hmm. Brown. Um, Rus- they brought in Russell Gage. They brought in Julio. Mike Evans is still there. Godwin's out for a little bit. Um, a couple of oldies. There, still, right? yeah. It's it's just it's not. It's not the same as it was. He lost a lot of O-linemen as well. What is it? Two retired, one left. Mm-hmm. Um, one got hurt as yeah. well. Um, um, I'm going to explain so. quickly why I have Justin Herbert above 
Tom Brady and why the other three are above Tom Brady, and I kind of hinted at it with Lamar, is the lack of mobility for me and the yeah. way that the quarterback position is changing. Tom Brady's at the top of his game, not disrespecting him in any way, but for me, in cases of like putting a player on any team or just grading the quarterback themselves, themselves doesn't matter where you put them, that is why he's at five for me, the lack of mobility. But he's still phenomenal. You can make an I argument mean, for him at one. I think, yeah, I think... Any of these guys that we're getting to, I think you can make an argument for at one. And Brady, I don't want to say, like, he's in his old age, like, getting worse, because he's really not. He's no, not, not getting, at he's all. Not he's still worse. throwing 40 touchdowns he's still, and 4,500 yards. Still, he's still fantastic, but it's... It's very tough to put him in the top three right now just because these three these guys, three. which you already could probably predict who they are, yeah, interchangeable almost, mm -hmm. um, are just so much like, miles level. ahead of a different everyone class. else. Um, so, let's I think, get... I think we've got I different let's, threes. Let's get, I think we have them in different orders. Yeah, the, one, the ones are the same. My three yeah, yeah. is Mr. Two-Time Defending MVP Champion Aaron Rodgers. And my three is uh, MVP, MVP, MVP of this MVP year. MVP soon to be. Soon to be MVP at some mm -hmm. point, I should say. Fantasy football um, god. <laughs> Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, Josh is my two. I have, I have Rodgers at two. Yeah. Um, let's start with Josh. Okay. Let's start with Josh. So Josh, it's been a long time coming for him mm -hmm. that he finally – has that that year where the Bills finally make it to the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. I'm waiting I on think, it, man. I think finally we can all knock on wood and say that it's going to be this year. You think this is Josh good? Allen has been so good the past three I, years? I forget. I don't know why, but I feel like obviously you only have divisional round, then conference championship, then Super Bowl. But it's weird to me that they lost in the com in the division round to Kansas City. That felt like the conference championship. Well, game. it was the greatest football game of the year. Yeah, but like I completely, it would have never ended if if they kept yeah, going. It really do, wouldn't have. They didn't have junky you know, overtime rules. If he got a if he got heads only, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. the flip of a coin really decided the fate. Uh, but Josh Allen keeps getting better. Just yeah, year does not year. he doesn't slow down. Mm -hmm. um, he's a tank. He's got the best arm. Arguably in football, yeah, compared to who we both have at number one, mm -hmm. um, and his receiving core honestly is is slightly a little bit better this year. Ever since Diggs got there, Diggs has just completely elevated. Diggs has made Allen get become so yeah, much better as well. Giving him what he needed. They were, I think, they're arguably the the best duo in football now, right next to. Uh, Stafford Travis, and, Tra and Travis Kelsey and Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. That's a different conversation. Uh, we'll have yeah, that is a different conversation. But, uh, I mean, Allen, fantastic player. Mm -hmm. And, obviously, now on to Aaron Rodgers. I have him at two. And I have him at three. Uh, you know I love Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I knew you'd have him you at two as well. You're, put, you're gonna put him above Josh. You know I love Aaron Rodgers. And looking at my Aaron Rodgers jersey yeah, hanging yeah. up over there. <laughs> um, All smiley. I mean, the man has come out and said he was on psychedelics the past two years and still won an MVP. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what powers he has unlocked, but he is just so damn good. He is. And uh, for all like the off-field stuff, which we're not even going to talk about, but he, when I'm home, like specifically home in Vermont, watching the game with my dad, he is just so much fun to watch. Watching yeah. him dance around in the pocket, sprinkle out, so light-footed. Approaching his 40s now, 
but he's nimble. Like, he's not quick, he's nimble. The way that he maneuvers and, the pocket, flick of the wrist, well, he's effortless. Like, he's Always. like, it's like a weird comparison, but it's like, when you watch your da- or when you, like you see your dad playing basketball for the first time, and you're yeah. like, "Wait, he's actually kind of good in like yeah. a in like a, fun- in like a fundamentals kind of way." Yeah. Because like he knows what he he's played, doing. He played back in the '70s and '80s, uh-huh. and it's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, he still got it. Aaron Rodgers is like that guy, and he yeah. still moves like he's 34. Mm-hmm. 34 instead of <laughs> how old is he? 38. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. Man. I mean younger than that, but yeah. uh, no, love Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Would not have put him above or below Josh Allen just because of the bias. I'll admit that, um, but I think those two are pretty interchangeable. Yeah, um, three, two does not matter. Yeah, uh, but there is a clear number one here. Boom! There has been a clear number one for what, for four, four years. Four years now? Yeah, four seasons. And the Bears are over here crying because they passed up on this man and his name is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um dominance. That's all you could really say. What's what's so awesome about Patrick Mahomes is every skill minus like Lamar's running ability, but every skill that I mentioned for every quarterback, same with you, that we mentioned, he possesses. He possesses everything in all of these quarterbacks and he does it better than it's, nine. I was gonna say it's them. not even it's not even that he just possesses it. He excels at every single yes. one of those. He <laughs> yes, is, he does. He is like the Madden created character. Uh-huh. You take every single best stat and just put it on put him. Put it at 99. And it's not even close. He's amazing. Um, he never fails to disappoint me. And like we've been saying with Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, mm-hmm. so damn entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost Tyree Kill this year. Got him, and, him and Travis Got Kelsey you, are still fantastic. I think all he really needs are receivers that could run routes, hit their spots, catch, catch the ball, and catch and the ball. That. Because Don't run. he could because he could place it for you. Don't mm-hmm. worry. He'll get it there. He'll get it there. Um, no matter how far down the field you are as well. Yeah. He will he will put it right on a dot right on a dot. Uh, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, Patrick Mahomes is the best QB in the NFL. If I'm Sky Moore, a rookie wide receiver, I'm saying, man, am I lucky of all the yeah. teams to get drafted am, to? Am I lucky to get that first receiver? overall perk in the second draft? Yeah. <laughs> uh, courtesy of the Jaguars, by the way, I will say that. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that rounds that out. I can't wait to talk about the start of the NFL season next or week. Or NFL though. next week. It's gonna we're be talking fun. our teams. We're talking, we're talking, we are talking the whole league. I was standings. going to say, we're talking final standings, mm-hmm. talking Super Bowl prediction, because we did make that earlier, but I want to see if it changed. Award predictions. Award predictions. And plenty more to come. It's going to be a great NFL season. We cannot it. wait. Now, on to some college ball. It's the opening week. Hey, hey, hey. Illinois played oh, last. No, Tom, that's that's like week zero. Hey man, Tommy that's like DeVito week zero. counts. Tommy DeVito counts. Nah, I'm playing. The proper opening week of college proper football. Proper opening week. One of the best weekends of the entire year. Labor, Labor Day weekend is like you know football's coming. It's this is so like this fun. is like just the taste. You just get like a little salt in your mouth and you're uh, like, Mmm, I want the full bite and then you just like eat all the pizza. I just need <laughs> a early November, late October game on CBS, Alabama against whatever SEC team while they thrash them. S- uh, SEC or FBS team. Yeah. <laughs> the one random one in the November game. Um opening week, mm-hmm. let's talk about our top three matchups. And we do both have 
one of the same ones. Mm-hmm. So we're going to save that one for last because I think it's the best matchup of the weekend. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm going to start right. Thursday night, kicking off the season, Penn State-Purdue. Penn State, mm, a little shaky last year, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're looking to come back. Um, they're always hungry. They always have some of the best games at Beaver Stadium and uh, in State College. The whiteout yeah. is always very fun whenever they face Ohio State. Uh, but sick. if you're uh, if you're Penn State, I can't lie, I'd be a little scared here. Opening, opening, maker. yeah, opening up the season. That's what they do away on a Thursday night. Short week. Um, the trap game, Purdue, yeah. Kings. Trap, trap game in week one already. <laughs> trap game in week one. Uh. I think it's going to be tough one for for Penn State, but we'll see if Sean Clifford can get it done. I think he will. Uh, but go ahead, your first game. My first game is the return of the backyard brawl, which is University of Pittsburgh and West Virginia. Um. Huge storyline here, which I think is really cool. Besides the backyard brawl being played for the first time since 2011, for those that don't know what that is, the two schools are located 79 yard, not uh, not 79, I think yeah, 79 miles apart um, on the highway. They're just down the road from each other, which is really cool. Um, and former teammates at USC, I guess two three years ago now. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Pitt quarterback Keaton Slovis transferred from USC. And JT Daniels, West Virginia quarterback, transferred from Georgia. They're going at it head-to-head, which will be really cool, really fun storyline. Um, Pitt's a top 25 team going into it. West Virginia is not. This is JT Daniels' first major opportunity to put his name on the map. He was the Gatorade Male Athlete of the Year, his yeah. junior year of high school, not even senior year, junior year. Um, this is his opportunity to put his name back on the map in this huge, huge rivalry game that is being renewed. Um, it'll be a fun game, and I just like all the side storylines. Yeah. Adds I mean, that's the whole thing about college ball, too, is like... It's more than the game. There, it's it's a lot more of storylines. Yeah. It's, and there's so many games that happen, and mm-hmm. s- like, it's just so exciting Rooted because you get to history. keep up with all of them, and yep. everything means something. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those rivalry games. Uh, this is a great one to bring back love this backyard brawl uh my next is clemson and georgia tech how's that (laughs) clemson last year went 10 and 2 yeah they were after again pretty pretty slow out of the gates very slow quarterback dj tortellini um or tortellini finally had his first full year starting for the team and they were a bit disappointing very slow not not exciting at all to watch, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now Clemson, I think, has a top two or three recruiting class coming in this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're finally looking to show that they're ready to make noise this season. Yeah, they are ready to win, and to they're, they're not slowing to. down. Um, I think we'll get into this a little bit more later. I think they make it back to the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be a strong, strong team in the ACC, like always, because ACC is a, a little weak. Uh, but they're going to clobber Georgia Tech, yeah, and they're going to make a statement week one. It's also a Monday night game, first Monday night football game. Wow. So that's, that's very exciting. That's also one of the reasons I picked it. It's always nice because you're on Monday. You, you Like, the weekend just ended. You're like, oh, this is awful. Well, More football. don't worry. 
We got more football for there you to cheer you up. Um, I'm going to go with the team. That's kind of on the Clemson storyline of I'll get into for the college football playoff. But Utah versus Florida. And Utah, this is an opportunity for not just the school, but the entire Pac-12 to show that they can beat SEC teams. Florida's not the greatest team of all time. They're no Alabama, no Georgia. But they're an SEC team. They're competitive. They'll make a bowl game. Um, opportunity for the Pac-12 to assert themselves that they're a legitimate conference for Utah to prove that what they did last year, they won the Pac-12. Amazing Rose Bowl game against Ohio State. Quite possibly yeah. borderline game of the year. Such a great game. Um, I'm excited for a full season of Cam Rising, the quarterback of Utah, to showcase after what he showcased in that Rose Bowl game. Um, Very exciting. I'm excited for Utah. Always have a great defense. Great atmosphere out there as well for home games. Um, I think it's the beginning, beginning of a big season for Utah. We'll I think Utah as well is a team that has like kind of, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but they don't really ever get talked about. No, they're, um, they're always just hovering there. They're, they're always 8-9 wins. Yeah, and sometimes they'll be on that back end of the top 25. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll sneak in. Other times they'll be out. They'll mm-hmm. be in for a week and a half and then leave and... Mm-hmm. It's it's I mean they're a fun team to watch if you really do sit down and watch them very exciting and um, like you said that Rose Bowl game last year was awesome amazing mm-hmm. um, but let's get to obviously game of the week the game of the week it might end up being the, the game, that, game of the regular season the game that I'm fearing the most and that's Ohio State versus Notre Dame Saturday night opening up the season yeah um, Ohio State CJ Stroud. Arguably the best team in NCAA right now. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame certainly make an argument for the best offense in the NCAA. Yeah. And Notre Dame, first full year under Marcus Freeman, coming in on a very tough start to the season. Yeah, might I say in the Columbus least. Columbus um, as well. Mike Mayer, starting out or not starting out. Mike Mayer, an already established tight end, mm-hmm. um, t- best tight end in college football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Buckner for Notre Dame, starting his first full season with the team. Uh, it's going to be a tough one out in Columbus. Well, it's going to be a pretty awesome one, that's for sure. It's going to be. It's going to be. Any, an, it's going to be an awesome have, one. You have a top as, five yeah. matchup in week one. It is sick. Well, that's why. Like the opening weekend for the NCAA usually doesn't have this. No. And the past couple of years, last year it was Clemson, Florida. I think, or no, it was Clemson, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, yeah. and Which that, that, game was, was that like game was six, a stinker. It was six awful. To three, it was so like boring. That. It's news class. Uh, but this game, I think, will be a lot more exciting. Yeah, um, well, it's going to have to be if Notre Dame yeah. wants to keep up with the Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, well, right now Ohio State is a seventeen and a half. Yeah, favorite, I noticed that. I noticed that. Which is last week. a little absurd to me. It's totally absurd. There's no way they'll beat them by seventeen and a half. No, and if they do. I will gladly eat my words next week, but yeah. I don't think I there's don't think any any happen. way in, that that'll possibly happen. I'll give it, I'll give it ten. Um, but <laughs> that game will be the highlight of the weekend. Yeah, finally, highlight of the weekend. Top yeah. ten, top ten matchup, top five matchup mm-hmm. to start off the year. Yeah. Uh, trophies. Let's talk about the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Now I'm gonna give you two, so we're gonna go two here. Who is your legit prediction to win the Heisman and then who's your dark horse my legit prediction which I think a lot of people across the board are going to have is CJ Stroud and I wanted to say Will Anderson 
uh, linebacker from uh, Alabama. But I'm going to say C.J. Stroud just because it's easier for a quarterback to win the award. And as a defender, you really need to not only blow everyone out of the water and have a monster 15 sack, 100 tackles, 10 forced turnovers. Um, Not only do you have to do that, you need to have a down year for an offensive player. And I don't see C.J. Stroud having a down year with all of the weapons he has. Travion Henderson... Jackson Smith and Jigma, obviously. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. He's got so many pieces out in Columbus. Um, C.J. Stroud is my pick. I think he even could have been worthy of the award last year. I wouldn't have an issue if he won if he won it over Bryce Young. But C.J. Stroud is my pick. Now, Stroud was going to be my pick, but I figured you'd take him because we've been talking about this a little bit. Yeah. He kind of hinted at the fact that I think he will win the award. Mm-hmm. It's in the past 10 years there's only been two times where it hasn't been a quarterback mm-hmm. and that was Derrick Henry and Devontae Smith yeah um but I'm not going quarterback I'm going yeah. B. John Robinson from wow. Texas wow um wow I like you're not wow I do, you're not I, even including him in Dark Horse but you're taking him straight up no I don't I Respect, see man. I, now I do not have a quarterback at all for either of my picks I see the other um <laughs> So, Bijan, I think, last year was put on the map, was a great running back, 1,100-plus yards, 11 touchdowns. Um, But Texas, there's always that annual saying, Texas is back. Texas is back. Yeah, infamous. I think, finally, Texas is back. Um, I don't think that they... I think they have a lot of leverage right now and a lot of momentum. The infamous um, Sam Ellinger saying, yeah. we're back. Well, <laughs> it's no, uh, it's going to be a bit until Arch Manning actually shows up there. But I think that the school right now is a lot of hype, a lot of pride around it. And Bijan himself having a very strong year last year with the team, already established. I think he's the best running back in all of college football. Um, I think he's going to have the best year for a running back in college football, and if he doesn't finish first in Heisman voting, because I think it's very tough for him to do, I think he m- will be part of the top three. I think, funny you mention all of this about Texas. For my dark horse, I'm going to take a quarterback of Texas, Mr. Quinn Ewers, who I think no one has mentioned since he graduated no. from high school. And he rode the bench at Ohio State, which he did intentionally for NIL reasons. He just went and got the bag in Columbus for a year, which makes complete sense. But the guy coming out of high school was a perfect prospect on 247 Sports. Like the eighth player ever to have a perfect rating. Supposed to be as good as Trevor Lawrence, if not better, coming out of high school. Didn't play last year. Gets his first year to be a starter now at Texas. He's got this year. And next year, and then Arch Manning will be arriving. Or, no, I think just this year. I'm pretty sure Arch Manning... Arch Manning is class of 23, so yeah. Yeah, he's got but this year. Depending on how Eros does, yeah. Manning may not start until the following yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. But I think this is a huge year for Quint Eros. He's got two more years of eligibility, this year and the next one. Um, everything that you just mentioned with Bijan Robinson, the two of them going hand-in-hand. Hand. You have a great running back to go with a great quarterback... I'm not, I'm not pulling a Sam Ellinger. I'm not saying Texas is back. I still think they're only going to win 9-10 games. They'll be competitive all throughout. But 
my dark horse is Quint Ewers, and I think more than anything, even if he doesn't finish top five, he doesn't get invited to New York, people will know his name again. If you didn't already know his name, if you don't follow high school football, you will know his name by the end of this season. Well, my dark horse comes <laughs> pretty locally, actually. Yeah, uh, just down, just horse. just down the street, I have Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Last year, led the ACC in rushing, um, almost fifteen hundred yards rushing, twelve touchdowns. He really is the only bright spot on the Syracuse offense. Let's be completely honest. Here. Hey, man, you don't um, like watching, watching Garrett Schrader do a quarterback <laughs> draw up the middle? Watching it, watching it firsthand, um, it's really all Tucker's team did i did um, i tell you i saw him on campus today yeah, yeah. you did I walked you by did him. you did I walked by you him said, he had, you said he had a nice uh haircut yeah a sweet haircut <laughs> he was looking clean he's joined he's joining us with the haircut gang yeah yeah um so tucker i think is a fantastic dark mm-hmm. horse candidate a lot of mm-hmm. reporters on espn actually talk give about him, tucker as a, some respect as, finally. as a dark horse guy um he is getting some respect some recognition uh, the only thing that I think is going to be tough for him is, is that, that there's the a team stinks, and there's a four week stretch where they play top fifteen teams. They yeah. play NC State, they play well, that's Pittsburgh, those they are your play, opportunities. they Make play Notre Dame, and then they play Clemson. So those weeks, Tucker's got to show it. out. Mm-hmm. Tucker's got to prove that he deserves the award, I and think I think he's going to be. The other issue is the fact that one Dino Babers is the coach. Yeah, but then they're going to have to. If you want to win the Heisman, you got to be nine wins. Like, at least, yeah. If you're not going to be in the playoff, you got to be in the top 25. That's why I feel like on, he didn't get on, he didn't get much, much recognition last, last year, year either because five and seven. Yeah, they were awful. Should have beat Clemson. Yeah, totally should have beat could have beat Wake Forest. They could have yeah. beat uh, Florida State. They were in a lot of those games. They were a lot of them were, were one there. possession games. Uh huh. They were there minus the end of the season. The yeah. end of the season they fell off. But either way, yeah. Well, let's talk about the playoff now. Let's talk about the big trophy. Um, we're going to go top four and first two out. Um, do you want to start with the one? Yeah. Um, my one, which is your two, and my two, which is your one. <laughs> but my one is Alabama. Roll Tide, baby. I don't think Bryce Young slows down. Um, they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. My one is Ohio State. Um, is Ohio two. State is insane. We had just talked about this explosive offense. C.J. Stroud, like, there's no slowing him down. Yeah. And like you just mentioned with Bama, Bama's back. Bama's not losing to Georgia this year. Yeah. Bama's there. Uh, My number three, Clemson. I had mentioned this before. I think Clemson will make it back to the playoff. I think they'll have another dominant year. I think D.J. is finally settled in. Um, I don't think he he lives up to the hype, per se. I don't think he's the best quarterback. No, I don't think he will either. Um, But I think he's, he's great and... They do exactly what they need to do to get that third, that third spot and get into the playoff. I'm going to say a team that you just mentioned, and that's Georgia. I do think Georgia makes it through the entire season, um, and I think they'll meet, they're destined to meet uh, Alabama again in the SEC championship game. I think both teams will be undefeated going into that game. doesn't even matter what happens in the game. Um, I think Georgia will make it in. I think they'll be three. Um, they're just going to... Keep doing what they do. Kirby Smart's got a good program down there. Now, Georgia is on my first team out, or one of my mm-hmm. first teams out. I think it is strictly because of the fact that they're going to be playing Bama in that SEC game. Um, I don't. I think that Georgia proves, um, or Clemson proves enough that they should be in over Georgia, yeah. even after they lose to Alabama. Um, and I think that 
That's that's I think, where I think it's gonna go. I don't I don't have Clemson even as my first two out, and my only concern about Clemson is if you lose one game, it depends on how the rest of the ACC plays out, how the committee yeah. views the entire ACC. So like, if you see Clemson in the first ranking at seven, for example, six or seven. You gotta check where Pitt is, where NC State, where all these other top twenty-five, supposed top twenty-five, ACC teams are. How much respect they are gaining? Because if they don't have much respect, that's going to burn Clemson like it yeah. has burned so many teams since twenty fourteen in the play- college true. football playoffs. That's started. very true. Um, my four is very shocking. Yeah, it, my eyes widened when I looked I at have, it. I have I have USC. Uh, Caleb Williams, Lincoln, Caleb Jordan Williams, Madison, Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pac-12 finally gets some recognition before USC leaves it, I should say. <laughs> yeah, um, on their way out. Yeah, on their way out. Uh, I think they'll do very well. But you know what this also lines up? is a nice Rose Bowl matchup, Pac-12 versus Big Ten, Ohio yeah. State versus USC. That's fun. So that'll be a fun classic Rose Bowl that's game, fair. and I think that, that good that's a good storyline. I'm going to go with another Pac-12 team that I've already mentioned, thanks to Cam Rising, and that is Utah. Got their game against Florida this week. Um, I think Utah really builds off of last year. They'll be hungry off after that. They lost on the game, game-winning game field goal as time expired. I think they'll 100% build off of last year um, with rising at the helm for an entire year, I think. The Pac-12 is a little bit up for grabs. I don't know if USC will be able to live up to the standards and the hype that's going on around them. And if they slip, I think Utah will be there. I think they'll be ready to slide in. To in that interesting, point. though, that we both had Pac-12 teams, mm-hmm. considering a lot of people consider the Pac-12 irrelevant. Yeah, well, I'm, I think we're both believers that this, yeah. this year, this is yeah. their opportunity to break through um, before the entire conference <laughs> goes into every other that's, conference Yeah, that's very the country. true. Uh, so first two out, I had mentioned I had Georgia in that. Yeah. Uh, but my other team that I have first out is Texas. Yeah. Texas, I think, is going to be very capable of being in – those top four um but i just don't think the committee sees that they are strong enough to get there mm-hmm. um that that the big 12 is just not as strong as it used to be mm-hmm. uh so i think texas because of their strength of schedule will be doomed to the doomed to the five or six spot yeah a little bit like me in the clemson yeah point. my five is michigan and the only reason why I think they're at five and they won't end up making it is because they're going to have to play Ohio State, and I don't think Ohio State is going to lose to them again. Um, and it'll come down to if Ohio State loses that game, they'll still get in, and it could turn into a what goes on with three, four, five, Michigan, Georgia, Utah, however all of that pans out. Um, but I think they'll lose to Ohio State, and that is what is going to keep them out. I think they'll have a good season. I, think, I don't think last year was a fluke. I think Harbaugh will be able to run it back, but a loss to Ohio State is going to be what keeps them out. Yeah. My six, which I don't think anyone really cares about, you've got an SEC team there, I've got an SEC team there, and Texas A&M. Yes, that means there will be three SEC teams in the top six, but I know how much the committee... Yeah, they love the the SEC. Texas A&M can probably even lose two games, and they would be considered there at the six. Um, It's tough for Texas A&M, though, because you have to play Alabama... You play Bama, you lose that, you're done. Like, because yeah. you're not going to even be eligible for the SEC championship game at that point. But I do think the committee will value everything that they go through schedule gauntlet wise, which they do year after year. Um, and I've got them at six. All right. Well, I think we got to predict now. 
our one in our one our one in four our one in four matchup. Mine is Ohio State USC. My two and three Alabama Clemson. Your one and four Alabama Utah. Utah. Your two and three Ohio State Georgia. Well, we still end up with the same championship the matchup same. Ohio State Alabama, and we still end up with the same winner. Ohio we both State. have Ohio State winning the national championship this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to go against them this year. It, it really is. is. Just the offense. Their their offense is way too to, explosive. To think, to think about how explosive it was last year as well, and despite losing Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, they're not going to miss a beat. But also, they, they started off very slow last year. Yeah, it took Stroud some time to get into and the groove now, of things. And now he's settled in. He knows what he's yeah. expecting. Get into the groove after, it's not what, even... 45 touchdowns to go with seven interceptions yeah. last year? Yeah. Absolutely filthy. Um, now they've got a full season of it. Very very classic matchup in the national championship, yeah. might Love I it. add. It's it always It would be the second time classic. in three years as yeah. well. And Bama's yeah. never leaving the national championship game. No, <laughs> no. Um, well... We're very pumped for an exciting college football season. We're very pumped for an exciting NFL season. And mm-hmm. you know what else we're excited for? A very exciting slinging sports yeah, season. Because season two. season two is back. We are excited to mm-hmm. bring the podcast back. Excited that you are all back listening. We yes. want to thank you all for listening. And thank you for sticking with us over this hiatus. We know it was a long time. But we're back. We kept our promise. We are here. Um, ready to start off with another clean slate and hopefully bring some more extra segments content mm-hmm. everything throughout the next few weeks we're going to be experimenting a little bit so um thank you very much wally where can they find our socials hit us up at slinging sports on instagram and at slinging underscore sports on twitter and one last thing we're going to make a much bigger push to be active on social media yes hopefully expanding into more realms more mediums youtube tiktok tiktok hopefully as well um youtube as well uh if we can start getting that worked up we're gonna experimenting with that a little bit um so stick with us on the socials if we're posting some some crazy things uh Mm -hmm. we're just testing everything out out, trying to get everything uh, trying to get everything everywhere so all right you want to say goodbye to the people wally (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thanks. I've already said it, but thanks for tuning in. It's great to be back here. I'm looking forward to doing this for quite some time with Mr. Finity, Mr. Finity here. Um, and we'll catch you guys in the near, very near future. We'll catch you guys next week for our NFL preview. Please see you.